Atomic Joints Activated. Good morning, Goblin Stompers. Welcome to Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. We've had a run of beautiful days here in Philadelphia and suburban Philadelphia, Jenkintown. I want to reach out to a couple people who left me some voicemails. Uh, Larry, thank you very much. Uh, in answer to your questions or in reply to your voicemail, uh, I would say that uh, first we'll, we'll take them in opposite order. Uh, the Goldbergs, it's a very funny show. You should enjoy it. They are funny people. Uh, we don't run into Beverly Goldberg, nor do we run into any of the other Goldbergs. I seriously, I have serious doubts that they ever have had a need for a pawn shop. I say this because uh, the house in that show is not really representative of their actual home which is massive. I believe that uh, Mary Goldberg was a doctor, a very good doctor, a very important doctor, and uh, they purchased what may be the largest home in Jenkintown, which is saying a lot. Uh, I happen to live in a small, a relatively small three-bedroom row home we just purchased. We're just two or three of us, depending on the day, and now the puppy, and we didn't need a lot. But uh, many, many of the single homes in Jenkintown and accompanying Rydal. I won't get into the details of that. Um, they are massive. They are mansions. They are giant Tudor-style homes. There are some really modern pieces. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. If you If you want to know, just, uh, I don't know, look up like Rydal Road or look up Jenkintown and just cruise through in Google Maps. And you'll see why... Uh, People who live in, in Jenkintown probably are not my clientele. People in Philadelphia, where I work, and I work about uh, 15 to 20 minutes from my home, uh, they are they are my clientele. They are very different. It's a very different population. As to your other question regarding a photograph, making a photograph of Hobbes' junk, uh, you know, I know you're, you're dicking around, <laughs> as the case may be, but... In all honesty, I have uh, participated in uh, shoot uh, photo shoots, portrait making of nudes. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed or afraid to make a picture of anyone's uh, junk, as you refer to it. I do not believe that Hobbes would want me to make a photograph of his junk, not because he's embarrassed about his junk. Uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, he's not ashamed of what the universe has blessed him with. But probably, like most people, he just does not want images of his junk available to anybody. Uh, I know we live in an age where we hear a lot about the proverbial dick pic because we're carrying around these amazing camera phones um, or phones with amazing cameras in our pockets. But I think most of us refrain from taking pictures of parts of our body that uh, we generally share in behind closed doors with, you know, special individuals. So uh, I guess if someone really reached out to me, wanted that, I, I, you know, look, I'm not a professional photographer, but as an avid amateur hobbyist who's interested, you know, in portraiture, uh, as well as many other genres, I guess I would be okay with it.
I, I wouldn't, I don't know that there's too many reasons that I would tell somebody that I don't want to take a picture of something, you know, I guess. I don't want to take a picture of anybody murdering anybody else, maybe, you know, you know uh, violence. I, I don't, I'm not all that interested in violence, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, you know, outside of the way that we're all sort of interested in it, whether it's uh, movies or even, you know, uh, killing orcs in D&D. So I'd also like to reach out and thank Liren uh, for a heads up. I have to check out her podcast, which, of course, I tried to remember the name and now I can't. Uh, but I will at some point try to mention it because it's been a bit of a crazy, busy week. Uh, not a lot going on. You know, gaming, it really, I have these real long pauses, but I'm glad for them because it really gives me time to reflect on where we are. Uh, in games I'm running, and where I want to take games that I'm running. And uh, there has been some email roleplay for this Sunday game. We have not been able to get together, but we've been able to to roleplay out some things via email. I have a new player coming on Sunday. Uh, one of the fellows who already plays with me, I guess he's in his mid-40s. His son, in his early 20s, uh, I think will be joining us this Sunday. And that's great. I am totally, I love this multi-generational thing. My son is often home in the house with us when we're playing, but has really expressed no interest uh, in joining us. Perhaps seeing someone a bit closer to his age at the table will prompt him to, uh, to come down and roll up a character and hang out. And that would be fine. I'd be happy about that. I, don't, I wouldn't be ecstatic. I don't need to share every single hobby or interest uh, with my son in, in the sense that I don't feel the need to pressure him to, to do or engage in the things that I like to do or engage in. He absolutely despises photography. I think only because uh, when I'm with him and I have a camera, he believes it is drawing attention. In point of fact, it's a pretty casual process and I don't think that too many people notice but the times where people have noticed it's made him feel very uncomfortable and uh you know and Jay, he's a 14 year old boy and i guess he doesn't want any attention on him which is fine i get that that i understand that i respect there are many times even as a grown person where i would just as soon have absolutely no attention upon me uh I, you know i want to talk a little bit about photography but also gaming because something happened to me or, you know, something that has happened to me, happened to me again last night, uh, not with gaming, but with photography. But I feel like it absolutely applies to gaming or really anything, any hobby, any activity in which anybody is interested. Um, I was, uh, you know, my girlfriend and I went to, uh, down to the, the next block, there's the town square. And in the summertime on Tuesdays, they have music on the square. And neighbors just kind of mill about. They come out and they have a good time. And um, it was good. It was uh, the opening weekend was like sort of a jazz ensemble of kids from the high school. And they were fant they were fantastic. And then there were some soloists. They were unbelievable. Some beautiful singing voices. Girl playing a ukulele it was it was phenomenal. It was really good. And of course, I brought a you know brought a camera and a couple lenses with me. And I was not the only one. There were several people from the neighborhood, not just taking pictures of their children who were on stage in the little uh, gazebo, but there were also guys from, um, from the area who just are amateur hobbyists. 
you know, and we're making photographs. And I made a few hundred photographs, you know. And I didn't, I didn't really chimp too much. Chimping sort of when you look at the screen after you've shot. Just made photographs, enjoyed myself. I talked to some of my neighbors. I had a good time. But when I got home later on and I pushed those images off the camera and into the iPad, I realized that not only had I missed a lot of shots, and by missed I mean like off focus or, you know, movement was caught in the shot where I was trying to keep it still, but really I made a lot of terrible photographs. Uh, I don't know what that was about. It wasn't about the camera. It wasn't about the lens. Uh, it may have been that I was distracted by being around neighbors or whatever, but, you know, I just, I came out with a batch of photographs where it is possibly a couple of salvageable images. Most of them are terrible and will just be deleted. They're bad. I mean, why would I hang on to them? I don't want to stare at my mistakes. Well, this happens to me in gaming too, and it's going to happen to me again, and it's going to happen to everybody else at some point. Every game you run is not going to be good. You're going to run shitty games, and uh, players, I think, have to be cognizant of it. I'm not blaming them. I don't think it's their fault if you're having a rough day, sort of getting your creative self together. Uh, it, you know, No matter how much planning you may have done or may not have done. Look, some of my best games have been off the cuff, zero planning. Some of my worst games have been excessive planning, planning for every contingency. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you work at it, really. I mean, you work at it as much or as little as you want, and I guess you got to find your comfort zone overall. I would say I'm a medium prep guy. I probably prep a, through, uh, prep a few potential encounters that are specific, a few encounters that could pop up anywhere. Um, you know, maybe I'm running off of a module as a guideline. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just winging it. Uh, but that medium prep, that's my comfort zone. And still, I've, I've run games I've walked away from and I've been like, that's, that was awful. It was not good. Um, I think even at one point, you know, when Hobbs joined up and started playing on the Wednesday Night Fantasy Grounds game, uh, his you know, first game maybe not as good as subsequent games he played in. That happens. Look, every, every game's not going to be great. So, I, you know, you, you can't. You can't keep measuring yourself time and time again. You should know if you can identify what you've done wrong and maybe change it. That's great. That's awesome, but maybe you can't. Who gives a shit? Like, what, what's the difference if you uh, had a bad day? You know, people should be okay with that. should understand it. You know, oh, I gave up five hours of my weekend and uh, it was a crappy game. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. It happens. I mean, you go to a movie and you spend money and sometimes it's not a good movie. Uh, I think with gaming, the nice thing is it's it's not always about the gaming. It's not, you know, you movie, you sit, you watch a movie and that's what you're doing. With gaming, you're with people, I, I hope, or your friends or people you know and you like to socialize with. So even if the game is not great, there's a, a, other ways to compensate for that, but... I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves. First-time DMs put an insane amount of pressure on themselves to make the perfect game. Uh, I, you know, I would like to say I understand or I remember that, but it was so long ago that I don't remember. I, I guarantee that I played a, that I it was a module I was running. I guarantee. 
but I beyond the fact that it was a module of some sort that I ran, I have no clue what I did or how I did. I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm fine with not remembering. Um, but I see it all the time in the Twitter feed about, oh, I'm about to, you know, first game I'm playing, first game I'm running. I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. Okay. I mean, that's legitimate. I'm not I'm not saying it's not legitimate to be uh, nervous or concerned about how your performance might be. But when it's over, regardless of how you did or how you think you did or what people say that you did, all that I think ultimately matters is did you enjoy it? Last night, I was making photographs. I was talking to people. I was having a good time. So while I was a little disappointed in the output, uh, I was not disappointed in the time that I had. I was able to compensate in some other way. I don't know. Is there a moral to what the hell I'm talking about? Or am I just rambling this morning? I, I don't know. You know I, uh, I felt like it was a nice morning to sit in the car and have some coffee and make a podcast. So I'm doing that. Um, pawn shop, you know, is the pawn shop. It's been a crazy week. Here's something interesting. Maybe this will interest you. I don't know. Um, so at the pawn shop, we sell um, pornographic DVDs, X-rated adult films. And we sell some adult toys. The neighborhood sort of calls for it. The population who visits us, they purchase that stuff. If I had bought it and nobody, if I, you know, purchased it in and nobody bought it, I would know I had made a mistake and that it wasn't a desired product. But... It is. So, uh, I was running out of uh, DVDs, X-rated DVDs. Usually order about 100 at a time, and I, I called my supplier to place an order. And he's a very nice guy out of New Jersey. And he said, Howard, I, I have to tell you that uh, many, many of the DVD companies that we have and can purchase from over time have disappeared. They are gone People are not producing this material anymore. Uh, and we're probably going to be unable to source the DVDs for you anymore. Uh, and I said, oh, uh, wow, my clientele wants them and, uh, and needs them, I think. And so uh, I have to make, I had to come up with a solution. I quickly purchased a little more than I normally would to give myself some buffer time to figure out a plan. But here's the interesting thing about that. You know, you don't think about how, well, I do because I'm thinking about it all the time. But in general, people don't think about the, the movement of technology. I mean, you probably have DVDs in your house and maybe you still watch them. Maybe you still have a DVD player sitting on top or below the television. But I think most of us at this point, uh, Netflix or online streaming of some kind sort of has supplanted DVDs. Now, obviously, Netflix doesn't have every one of my favorite movies. And so the internet has provided me a way to sort of download and, and store hard drives full of movies that I, I want to have in my personal collection. But I haven't watched or used a DVD in probably, well, at least two years, probably longer. And it's my guess that many of you are in the same boat that you're streaming and you're no longer using DVDs. You may have boxes of them. They may be in the basement. You may have thrown them away. You may have had a garage sale. But my customers, 
in this particular socioeconomic strata. They don't all have access to the internet. And of course, we all know, I think, that it is very easy to quickly find pornography on the internet. Anyone with a phone can quickly dial into any one of a hundred websites with clips of pornography from a minute to hours long at no charge. And why would you buy stacks of porn DVDs when you can get what you need? Very specifically, by the way, you can literally put any search phrase into a search box and come up with whatever gets your freak on. And um, DVDs can be somewhat limiting in that respect. I mean, I do not have every particular genre of DVD uh, in my store. So, but but on my population the one that I deal with daily, they require, they for whatever reason, they do not have access to the online content that you and I take for granted. And so I'm, I'm stuck in this odd position of having to locate uh, DVDs. No, I'm not going to shoot or produce pornography. Thank you, uh, Larry. I know that was the first thought that popped into your head. Well, if you can take pictures of Hobbes junk, why wouldn't you just make some porno movies? I mean, you must know some people who'll do that, right? No, mm-mm, I, I don't have any connection to that business whatsoever. Uh, I guess, I guess back to my original point with the uh, junk photography, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to filming something like that. I, I don't know. I don't have a moral compunction. I'm not, I don't, I'm not uh, driven by some biblical law uh, of any kind, uh, Judeo-Christian or Eastern, uh, anything, pagan, I don't know. But um, but no, we're going to have an issue. We're going to run out of these films, and we're either going to have to source them somewhere else, which I guarantee if this guy's no longer stocking them, it's going to be a problem to find many places. The r- scarcity will drive a price up, which will then drive my price up. And one thing my customers are n- not going to accept is a price hike up. They'll always take a downward move, but they will never accept an upward move. And I think that's going to leave uh, leave me killing the product line, which kind of sucks. So, I don't know. There's that. That happened to me yesterday. I thought that might be of interest. Maybe something you want to bandy about. Boy, the podcast is getting less and less about gaming. It's very strange. Uh, You know, again, once um, I have the Sunday game, uh, once I have a game, I think I have gaming things to talk about. I don't necessarily, like, sit and think about, hmm, ascending versus descending armor class. Why? Why do I prefer descending? Is it just because I'm stuck in 1981, is that... I, I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting topic for some people. It's not really for me. I don't want to have an AC debate. Uh, I saw an article yesterday, I saw something, a tweet, I don't know, somewhere, uh, people discussing uh, really the true efficacy of shields with regard to armor class. Is it really plus one? Is it really a 5% increment? Is it, should it be something more viable? than that? Should you get plus five for some piece of armor you can move around and block things with? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't find that. that To me, that's just, I know people love, some people love the crunchiness of it. It's just going to slow shit down. I don't have any interest in talking about that. Um, I guess that's really it. I mean, I, you know, I know I'll try to get some uh, gaming talk in, but I, I guess this one is sort of a bit devoid of it. The last one was a bit devoid of it. Hopefully I'm not uh, losing interest over the fact that I'm not necessarily uh, going on and on about gaming or OSR gaming in specific. All right, we're heading up on 20. I'm going to crush it. 
thanks for paying attention for as long as you did. And uh, I promise that I will most likely not drop another one until Monday or so, unless something truly exciting happens. Take it easy.